0: Welcome to the Soul Purpose Driven Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Ann marie and I believe that heart-centered leaders are meant to build businesses that change the world. After helping hundreds of entrepreneurs do just that, this podcast is a clear next step to fulfilling my mission. Our goal here is to uplift the Soul Printer community, teach magnetic marketing tips, help others pursue their purpose, amplify their magic, and sell their offers in a soul-aligned way. I am so glad to have you here. Now let's dive into today's episode hello hello welcome the soul family to another episode on the soul purpose driven podcast today i have mara elaine with me she is somebody who i have had the pleasure and the joy of calling a friend a collaborator um, she is if you've seen my instagram she is my photographer she's a videographer she is a creative entrepreneur as well as storyteller And she focuses on helping creative entrepreneurs bring their brands and their stories to life. So we will be diving into all things creativity, branding, sales, and probably some other spectacular things today. Mara, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. That introduction was far too kind. Uh, I always love collaborating with you and it's a pleasure to be here in your community.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, so... Just a little backstory, Mara is somebody who I had met through a good friend here in Denver. I put out on my Instagram that I was looking for a photographer. My friend Dan immediately messaged me and he was like, here's five people, but if I'm being really honest, <laughs> you and Mara would make magic together. And sure enough, I go to her Instagram and her Instagram handle is with
1: Mara. <laughs> And I was like, I think we're a vibe. Oh, I still remember sitting at that coffee shop chatting with you the first time we met. And it was just... It's always really fun for me when you meet with somebody and you instantly feel the transmission of what they offer and what they bring to the world through who they are. And when that happens, like my creative wheels just start turning because I think where my strengths really lie is I definitely carry a lot of visionary parts and pieces to me. Though I'm an executor through and through. I'm like, how do you take this person's magic and bring it forth and bring it into the world. So I definitely remember that first meeting uh, in golden and we've come so far since then it's been so fun creating with you. Absolutely. And, you know, for the
0: sake of um, repeating a pattern the last couple of episodes, I've also said what each person's human design is. And I know mm. your human design, but I don't know your profile.
1: So I am a man, Jen, through and through. <laughs> Yep. So I move really quickly, constantly iterating on ideas. I always have a million things going on. Um, You combine the man-gen with the fact that I'm also an Enneagram 8. I also am a Gemini. Um, Sun, sign, Libra, Moon. So there's a lot going on there, but it basically means there's about a million things going on all the time. Um, and I think you've had Amelia on here recently who was talking a little bit about human design. And she's always laughing at me because there's literally parts of my chart. I, she would be the person to tell you which part, uh, but there are parts of my chart which basically say that I'm meant to be busy all the time. So I tend to be a little overwhelming for everyone who's around me, though. I certainly keep myself satisfied and fulfilled.
0: (laughs) You know, as a projector, I'm the total opposite. So it's really funny. Um, and I think that's why we have so much fluidity, but yeah. So for those of you who are like, who's Amelia, what about human design? Um, I just published this this morning, but I did an episode with Amelia Broughton, who is a human design expert, and she's a coach and a consultant. Really good episode. Definitely check it out. And her and Mara are collaborating together on a retreat, which we mentioned in that episode, and we will probably talk about in this episode today. Another thing I wanted to um, share in your introduction is that... you also lead sales revenue and go to market efforts for startup software companies and i think that's going to you know come in a little bit today but you know the fun thing about you is that you do have all of these different like baskets that you've woven and you know you've got kind of this like creative entrepreneur side and then you are leading sales at tech companies or software companies. Um, So there's a lot of genius within your brain, and I'm really excited to dive into it today.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I think it's interesting, right? Because first, I'm not alone in that I have a lot going on, right? Like even all types, all designs, I think we're all Trying really hard to figure out like what is what is the version of us in our fullest expression, right? And like what are the passions and what are the areas and what are the places that I just feel lucky enough that with enough uh, work and attention and purpose connection, like they're finally all starting to weave together. It was not the case for a really long time; those worlds felt really separate. And then they're starting to come together in this really beautiful way. So it's um it's really cool to get to see how what I thought was this almost like traditional. Work life, which is still in startups and not traditional at all, but what I thought was was like traditional quote unquote nine to five, I, I separated for a long time and thought, okay, there's, this doesn't have a connection in my purpose work and vice versa. And though to be able to bring those two things together actually makes for a really, really strong. So then on both sides of the equation. So it's really how do I bring my creativity and my creative self to my everyday work, which you know really is around sales and revenue and scaling go to market. And then how do I bring this knowledge and skill set of narrative and sales and what works storytelling education into this creative entrepreneurship space? So uh, it definitely gives me a different lens for sure.
0: Absolutely. And I hope that's a permission slip to anyone who's listening. I know that there are so many people listen to this podcast who maybe they have one business, maybe they have three businesses or maybe they have, you know, kind of a side hustle while also working nine to five. And that's definitely a message that I hope people take home from this podcast is that there are so many different ways to create success. And in a world where we have social media and everything's filtered and, you know, people show up as the highlight reel more often than not, it's great to know that There are ways to do things that are true to you, and I think this brings us to our first question, which Mm -hmm. is simply: What does creativity mean to you, and how does that weave together in storytelling, and why is that important?
1: Yeah, it's a great question, and I think I can actually answer it with just a little riff on what you just mentioned. Like, I think creativity is our permission slip. You know, I think me—it's—it continues to have different meanings and phrases, and it evolves in my own understanding of it. Though to me, creativity is really living in your fullest expression, constantly evolving, constantly birthing. The act of creating, like literally the word to create is to bring to life, to bring new, to evolve. So to me, the importance of storytelling what your path is, what your expression is, which is interesting because I think a lot of times we tend to get confused um, with social media. We think that creativity means showing up in our fullest expansion all the time. And I would argue that creativity doesn't always mean expansiveness. It just means expression. So that can mean... Creativity can be birthed out of darkness, out of shadow, out of contraction, out of what's not working, right? You can be super creative around that too. So to me, creativity is living in the fullest expression of exactly where you are and exactly what's working and finding new innovative to bring yourself to life, to bring your story to life, to be in relationship with that which is around you. And so I think from the storytelling perspective, not only how do I own it, but how do I consistently show up and have different iterations of who I am and the way I relate to myself and each other. And for me, it's taken a long time to get to that place. I had a lot of blocks because I had belief systems around what being a creative was. I think I thought for a long time, luckily I'm surrounded by so many creative entrepreneurs who are living these beautiful lives and running their own businesses or artists and musicians. And I think I thought, oh, well, if I'm not doing something like directly in the arts, that must mean I'm not creative or I'm not living this creative life. And it took me a long time to realize that for anybody that's listening, where you're either trying to figure out what your creative expression is, or maybe you have a job that you love, like that's creative too. And showing up and figuring out, okay, how can I... Maybe it's for you, and this is what I experience on a daily basis. I I do data security, which is like not something you'd probably expect, like looking at my Instagram or looking at the types of content I do. But it's like, how do I creatively go to market? What story needs to be? and how this actually solves and creates impact in people's experience. And then it's the same thing vice versa, right? It's how do I then tell the right story for my audience on telling theirs? So there's this thread to me that it's creativity is really being comfortable in our expression. It's owning and it's showing up for who we are and consistently evolving that process into more of, you know, the nuance of that, but at a high level, that's kind of how I, how I see creativity in in my own realm.
0: Yeah. There's this word that comes through hearing you share that it's that creativity, you know, I want to just reiterate what you said about creativity. Isn't just your expansion and it's super vibrant and all these things. It's also really vulnerable and it takes bravery.
1: Yeah. I think there's this, We've seen it for a long time in the spiritual communities and the creative entrepreneurship communities where you've seen this shift into what does it really mean to lead with vulnerability, to lead with expression. Um, We're seeing it in the business world too. And that's where I think there's this really large opportunity for creative leaders to tell their stories and to be on the forefront of being heart forward and leading from that place There's so I mean I could go on and on, which I realize is not, you know, the what we're necessarily talking about here, but I could go on and on about all the ways in which this is making a massive impact in the business world, it's making a massive impact in the way that businesses and companies connect and relate to each other. And so I think the work that we're doing as spiritual and creative entrepreneurs is really paving the way for how we connect and relate to each other and the types of standards that we're setting. And so, you know, even things like businesses. We we're seeing disclosing information about their diversity or their inclusion efforts or the way employees are treated or pay or parental and maternity leave, like all of these things are driven by our commitment to say no, we we want to be open and vulnerable and honest and transparent, and we want leaders that are going to do the same. And so I think the more that we can be on the forefront of setting that example and creating the type of economy that we want to see, which is not a capitalistic, monetary-based economy, but is really a heart-forward, story-based economy in terms of how we connect and relate to each other. I think we have the opportunity to drive a lot more change. And I guess the only kind of side note on that too is camera in the first place, because I had this hypothesis like, wow, okay. So uh, diving too far into the neurobiology of this, but like, if we are the stories. Like if our stories about ourselves are the things that we consistently think over and over again, that's like neurobiology biology for how we create pathways and stories in our brains. Then couldn't we as a collective say that we are the things we most repeat, think, believe as a collective and as a society. And therefore shouldn't the content and the output that we create be focused on telling different things and, and leading by a different example. And if we had enough of that, could we start to rewire what we valued as a society? So Yes, it is really based off courage and vulnerability in the work that we're doing every day. The posts I see, the content that's being created is really instrumental. I think a lot of times we forget the impact that really has. And I think it's a really, really important piece of the puzzle for how we show up for ourselves and the collective we're creating.
0: Absolutely. We are, you know, the forefront of the new paradigm in leadership Mm -hmm. and even... Even if you're not like this creative entrepreneur, even if you don't identify in that way, or that's like a long off thing that you see in the future, knowing that the content that you're putting out there and the way that you're expressing yourself is influencing what these bigger businesses are seeing and understanding of what we are saying, we desire, they will shift
1: accordingly, and that's mm-hmm. really important. It's really important, and and you know you see it too. I worked in marketing technologies for a long time and they used to say, Oh, we want, you know, the Instagrammers that have the biggest following. We want the brands and these like influencers that can really drive sales. They don't want that anymore. They want small, like micro influencers with really engaged communities who have strong stories and passionate belief systems. And so it just goes to show exactly what you're saying that, when we lead from a place of what we value, the market does adapt and adjust. And so, not that I always like to look at it from that lens. Like, I think our responsibility as creative, creative entrepreneurs is to continue to do what we do and the way that we do it and let everything else adapt and adjust and unfold. And when you put that business lens on, you say, wow, like us driving the stories matters for the way that brands relate to their customers. That's a really cool angle too.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're, we're voting.
1: Exactly. The cool thing is that we're voting with our hearts, right? Like we're voting with our stories. We're voting with our dollars and the way that we want to align that to value. And that's a, it's a really cool time to be present in the creative expression space, I would say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think there was another really beautiful thing that I was hearing inside of what you were saying, which was kind of like our, our perspective on our stories, Mm. you know, because the power of being a storyteller, and I'd love to hear your perspective on this, but from my experience and leaning more and more into vulnerability and sharing my story online is that I am who I say I am. Mm -hmm. I am... narrative that I create right and so if I make the narrative that this was bad or this was right or this was wrong or good or whatever then that's what I'm creating in the world whereas if I take something that others might see as a failure and I make it relatable and I say hey I know I'm not the only one and I have this powerful, positive spin in this leadership role, but mm-hmm. that's going to create a movement of other people who feel empowered. And for me, that's, that's
1: worth putting, you know, my fear of think, people thinking that I failed on the line. Mm, I love that. It goes back to it. I feel like we have this common thread in this conversation right now, permission slip, but it reminds me of that. It's like when you open your heart and your story and your experience, you give permission for other people to do the same. And it's interesting you say that because Amelia and I are actually in preparation for this retreat. We're leading this social media challenge right now. And it's called the Express Challenge. And it's very simple. It's just like posting online every day for 30 days. And it's funny when she first told me about it, I had this like massive resistance. Even as like a content creator, I'm like, no, I don't have enough content. I don't want to commit to that. It's just so funny the things that come up for us. And I was like, you know, okay, we got to put our money where our mouth is. Like we have to really lead from example and be an integrity that really matters to me. And one of the things I've noticed in posting every day, one of the things that's come up is I'll sit down and try to think about, okay, like what's, or feel into like, what's really present for me right now? What do I really want to share? That's like something I'm going through. And some of the things I've been thinking about when I can't really seem to figure out what's beneath the surface is I'll sit with a question of, okay, what would be really embarrassing for people to know about me? What would I really not want people to know? If people knew X about me, what would happen? Or what would be the biggest thing that makes me feel like a fraud? And I start writing from those places. And to your point, like I don't write from those places. One, I always have a personal philosophy of making sure that whatever I'm expressing, this is just my own personal boundary with social media is that I've done the work and done the processing and feel like I can really talk about it from an integrated place. But two... Coming at it from that angle, one really humbles me, but it gives me this lens of, you know what, even if I if I share this and even if there's one person that resonates and says, wow, thank you so much. I, I really need to hear this today. I don't care if there's hundreds of people that like hundreds or thousands of people that like my post. I'm here for the one person that really needed that message. And to me... That's the type of impact I want to create by sharing my story. And there have been some things in my life, like, I mean, really personal things, that I actually never thought I'd go to social for. That I took some time, I took some months and really went, you know, with a story and came forth. And they are some of my most engaged posts because they're people sharing their stories too. And I actually recently had one earlier this summer about a loss of a pregnancy. And I had people texting me like women left and right, like, wow, thank you so much for that permission. Like telling me their stories they had not even told their families. So I just think, I love the way you, you describe that because I think we spend so much time thinking about what does my audience want to hear? What do I need to write about? Like, what are the things that that's going to make me feel like an expert? And really it's your own story. It's your own truth. Like those are the things that make you impactful. Those are the things that make you an expert. Those are the things that make you relatable, that make you compelling, that drive organic growth relationships.
0: Absolutely. And at the core of every really powerful brand is trust, right? Like between them and their customer, it's trust, you know? And so I think to speak to that is to say that oftentimes becoming the expert quote unquote, we've, we've been told, right. The old paradigm is like become the expert by having this and having that. And, you know, do testimonials and educate and educate and educate and give this and that and that. And it's like, yes, you should definitely like over deliver love up on your people. And part of loving up on your community is letting them know that you're human. Right. Like letting them know that. Yeah. Yeah. I've been through some stuff too, right? I'm not a superhuman. An expert is not a superhuman, right? It's a new way to lead where we're we're not putting ourselves above someone. You know, we're becoming relatable. And through that, you know, the other thing here that I think to speak more to like, all right, we're just sharing our stories. Like some people I think when they hear storytelling. I think they feel like, Oh, you're just telling, you're just talking about yourself. I, I have a a rule as well, where it's like, all right, how can I turn it into medicine? Right. (laughs) And also I love that you said, speaking from an integrated place, whenever people are like, Oh, I feel like I should talk about this, but I don't feel ready yet. I always ask like, is it the wound or is it the scar? Mm. Because from the scar, we can look back and be like, oh, I understand why that happened
1: and mm-hmm. what I learned
0: from it and what others can learn from it, right? We can turn it into medicine. And that's something that I think is a really powerful gift that we have with social media, that we can fill our news feeds with medicine. We can learn about different perspectives and different experiences. We can expand our empathy or we can broaden our horizons, right? We can educate ourselves and become more intelligent for things that we may never experience personally. And that right there is super powerful. And when you're in the space of telling stories, right? Like look at it from the sales perspective. One, yes, you're you're building trust and we want that no matter what. But two, when people reach out and they're like, you know, I, I wrote a post, I don't know when it was, but I just I remember the impact of it. <laughs> um, I wrote a post about a fab launch. And as a leadership and business coach, it's a little like, ooh, you shouldn't post that, you shouldn't tell people, right? But for me, I was like, here are all the things I learned that I was doing from my ego rather than following my intuition or rather than practicing the things that I teach to other people, or, you know, I wasn't honoring this or whatever. And I had so many people reach out and be like, oh my goodness, like I had a failed launch and no one talks about that. And I feel like I can't move forward because I have this subconscious belief now. And so it created a ripple effect of me now understanding my community better and being able to say, okay, how can I help you even better now that we've connected on this level?
1: I there's so much goodness in what you just said. I'm loving this conversation and the way you're weaving trust into the equation. Um, funny enough, it's actually like when I joke and say I do data security in my quote-unquote day job, it's actually data security by way of building trust uh, with customers and prospects. So this is a funny conversation for me and on multiple friends. But I think the way that you're, you're phrasing a lot of what you're describing right now is really important because our stories are medicine. And, you know, I think about even the people, like my favorite leaders, my favorite coaches, my favorite creators that I follow and that I'm constantly looking to as a beacon an example and kind of benchmark of what I love and what I want to do. And it's not people that are constantly telling me how beautiful their life is and all the things that are going on in the world and, you know, how much money they have and what they're doing, like incredible stories. Those are important. Expanded opportunities are helpful for everyone. And they all shift our paradigm and what's possible. So I'm not, I'm not putting those things down. And there's something to be said for what happens when you trust that someone is human. Like, I want to know that the people that I am following break and put themselves back together again and have hardship and learn and can connect. And so I think this concept of selling and sales gets to take on a new meaning too. Because funny enough, like, so my, my past life and kind of how I got into startups in general one, it was by happenstance, but two, I got really good at sales and selling. And my my past job that I was at, I mean, that is what I did. I was a, a I did sales for software, and you know, I used to kind of joke it was just my day job. And you know, I had all these other passions, but I love it. I love it so much. And I think the way it translates to content creation is people would always ask me, Mar, like, how are you so good at sales and selling in software? And I would say, well, I don't sell. That's a key difference here is that I'm not a salesperson. I'm a storyteller and I align on value. And when you rely on value, whether in a business capacity or whether through your content, when you're aligning on value, that is selling. And so I think people have this perception online in the creative spaces. Like I hear all the time, people are so nervous to sell to sell, or you know, they they don't really know why like talking about themselves is important. Like you talking about yourself is selling. Like me telling a story about... Or or let's use your example. You telling a story about your failed launch, right? Open the doors for these conversations. It created trust. It created alignment with people who said, okay, she knows what it means to succeed, but she knows what it means to fail. So she knows how to hold my hand. And now there's value that's being created and how you can actually tangibly help someone move into a successful launch and I guarantee some of those people that reach out to you are probably clients now. And you had so many opportunities within those posts to turn your story and your lessons into opportunities to say, Hey, come join me on a webinar. Come listen. Let's have a call. Come listen to the things I learned. And now those are, if you want to get really like business oriented around it, those are leads. Those are leads in your funnel. Those are people that you've built strong relationships with. And they're people that are here for your medicine. So I think this notion of how do we shift the way we think about our story and why it matters from simply just sharing because I want to and I'm talking about myself, which can be valuable too. Like that's building trust, it's building engagement, it's building all sorts of great uh, connection and intimacy with your following. Really, how do you take that story and turn it into an opportunity to drive value? And so when you stop thinking about Selling is sales, but It feels a little gross and even like achy for me. And I'm like a salesperson by nature. So when you start thinking about how can every interaction I have, how can every story I tell actually create impact for other people, then sales becomes really natural and really fluid and quite frankly, very fun.
0: Mm. I so agree with
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I figured you might like that one. <laughs> Oh
0: my goodness, I have uh, probably five other questions that I could ask you um from here but I think just one just one to close it out. Um I'm curious for you know I'm sure at this point in this episode somebody is listening and they're like ooh I want to be doing that. I want to be going further into that, like creative edge and creating more medicine and how I am showing up and what I'm sharing and not necessarily a question, but I would love if you could share just a heartfelt piece of advice, Mm. somewhere to start something to keep gas in the tank so they can stay fueled to keep going Um, some kind of guidance for knowing when the creative edge is just vulnerable enough or pushing into a vulnerability hangover and how to navigate that, things of that nature.
1: Mm, That's such a good invitation. Thank you for that prompt. Yeah, I think, you know, a couple things come to mind. One, consistently being in devotion to self is really important. It's really hard to share from the heart if you don't have a strong connection to the heart. And I think it's really easy to get in a trap of what do other people want to hear from me or what is the way and therefore what narrative do I need to write when you're not in connection to the self? But when you have a really strong practice of devotion, of tuning in, whether that be a morning ritual or a way that you like to be in connection with self, it becomes a lot more fluid and easy because your content and your storytelling simply asks the question, what's alive for me today? What's coming up? What am I navigating? And sometimes when I'm really stuck and I'm just not sure what the most alive thread is for me, I'll sit with that question. I quiet everything down. I Sometimes i even put on a song and dance and let my body tell me what that is. And a lot of times, sometimes that even looks like making bullet point lists of like a few things I did that day. I start with the doing in order to drop me into the being. If a few things I did, and then a few things I felt, a few things that I know start to see like, are there threads? Are there common things coming up? And I like to do a lot of tracking and auditing for myself like energetically. So um, what I just mentioned to you is actually a practice I do all the time is I keep track of what I feel on a daily basis. I do this. I have a I've done list and an I've felt list. So I get to see where I was at and what was coming up. And then I also do this again to talk about true like type A man, but but also do this um, on a weekly basis as well too. And it just helps me like tune in and check in with what's coming up and what I feel so that I can be the driver of telling my own story rather than the, the other things I see people posting or you know, what I believe people might want to see about me, me the driver. I always want to be the driver of my own story. So that's number one. I think number two is having some strong accountability is really helpful. Um, We're leading this challenge right now, and it's nothing fancy. It's just a signal group. And, you know, in your community is actually really, really helpful for me, too. I pop in there often and see what people are talking about in your Facebook circle. And kind of you always ask really great prompting questions. Having some place where you can either throw a message to someone and have a quick edit, Amelia does this for me all the time. Like, hey, is this too vulnerable? Or do I sound like I'm coming from a defensive place? Or, hey, anybody have any prompts? There are things that you know I could write about. So having that accountability circle is really important, at least for me. Connection to self. And I think from a vulnerability perspective, like how do you consistently check in with... Is this too much? Does this feel okay? I have a couple of rules there for myself. Um, everybody has their own. My boundaries are one, if it includes the experience of another person where I'm directly mentioning that person, I always ask for consent and permission. So I always make sure that anybody that I'm talking about or maybe people would know it's in relation to ship to like a partner, for example, that partner always feels like they have strong. Um, permission to say yes or no, or consent of what that's that's comfortability is. For me, I always like to write my posts and, and I sit on them sometimes for a little bit. And sometimes it's a day. Um, I don't like to take too much momentum away because then I can start to overthink things. Um, but I'll start to just thread like, okay, how, how do I feel about this? And maybe share it with one or two other people. And if you notice that you have a hard time sharing it with one or two other people, it might just be a permission slip to say, you know what? That one's for me. Or sometimes you can write the most vulnerable version, like the diary entry version of something that's really challenging. And then you can use the going general approach. So you can take another pass at that writing or another pass at your story and say, okay, if I were going to say this, like, what's, what's the bigger themes? What's the message? What's some of the bigger takeaways that I could share to maybe step one layer higher? Maybe I don't need to go all the way in the weeds of the details and the circumstances, but is there a bigger lesson or message that I could thread? So the going generals is a is a really really good one. And then if people you know relate to you and they reach out and they say, wow, you know, I, I have this experience recently. Great DMs are an incredible way to build the depth and share a little bit more about the intimacy of that experience or if you're selling a container or a program, like, great, hold the intimacy inside, right? Like, you get to set the boundary for, for what that looks like um, and checking in with yourself. So, I go back to self devotion because I think when you have a strong relationship to that, like, those things are really, really clear to you and you know what that is. And I think the last thing I would just say is we've been talking a lot about like content writing and posting. I think. You, know, you and I have this, this relationship from a creation standpoint, like photography, videography wise, and you are so fun to shoot and play with because you have a strong relationship of dropping into body. Like you come and you, you come with outfits and expression and energies and elements. And it's such a pleasure to create with you in that way. And not everybody does that and that's okay. And so I think working with whoever you're creating with, even if it's yourself, to figure out what's alive for me. Like you and I have had photography sessions where we've wanted it to be one energy and you've let me know that morning, yeah, that's not the energy that's alive for me right now. It needs to be a different element. And so just following that intuitive pulse on where are you at, what feels important and having someone you feel really safe with to witness you, I think is is really important. That's kind of how I view my job is really providing that, that safe container. So having a space where you feel like you can fully let yourself be witnessed is another really healthy way to do that. And then your content and your image sparks so much creative capacity for you because you look at that image and you remember the feeling and you remember where you were and you know what was up for you. So your content creation just becomes really more sharing your heart story at that point. So I know that was kind of a lot. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that was helpful. But I think it all comes back to developing that relationship with self and being in integrity with who you are and everything else you share from there will follow.
0: I feel like you could create a whole handbook on this. Oh, girl,
1: I am working on it.
0: (laughs) Stay tuned, people.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're working on it for sure.
0: That's a great segue into how can people reach you? I'm sure if they've listened all the way through, they're like, more, more, more. So um, (laughs) what are your platforms? What should they know? What's your site?
1: Thank you for asking. Yep. So my Instagram, as you mentioned earlier, was magic with Mara, exactly how it sounds. Um, I do have a website, maraelaine.com. That's going under a, a reconstruction and a facelift. She's going to look beautiful. So those are probably the best ways uh, to get in touch. Um, Instagram is usually where I'm hanging out most of the time anyways. And yeah, I've got a lot of exciting things you know, coming up. I think one photo video is, is always a space I love to play. I do a lot of branding and rework and also like really Calling in more in 2022 of like heart based interviews, heart based stories. I think we're seeing social media loves um, when people are sharing really authentic content, whether it's reels or audio, and kind of finding ways to weave in the heartbeat of who somebody is. So that looks like a lot of different things. So I'm doing a couple different documentaries and uh, bringing people's creative and online. Uh, platforms to life and little like mini docs and mini series. So all sorts of creative capacities. Um, and I'm also, I'm sure Amelia mentioned this too. We're launching a retreat an immersive experience in Joshua tree, the end of March. And so that really is not just for content though. Yes, the backdrop is insane and very beautiful and the content will be super prime and very ideal, uh, but it really is around what we're talking about right now, how to drop into your impact, your storytelling, um, and really bring to life the full expression of who you are. So any of those ways usually works uh, to find me or you just go to your instagram and look at any of the pictures and i'm usually tagged in those too so that's a great way as well <laughs> which thank you by the way thank you for tagging your photographers i always please as a side note please tag your photographers in your photos thank you for leading my example there <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's so wonderful i'm so happy that we did this i knew it was going to be incredible and there is just so much wisdom in here and so much support for everyone listening so um keep that in mind as you finish listening to this episode show some love show some support um give mara a follow uh share the episode if you loved it and um yeah, we'd love to have a, a rating and review from you if it calls to you. Mara.
1: thank you so much. It was such an honor to have you here today. It was an honor to be here. Always love co-creating with you in any capacity. Thank you so much.
0: All right, everyone. Until next time. Bye. If you loved this episode, share it somewhere that like-minded people can find it. Our goal is to help heart-centered leaders, healers, and coaches change the world with their work. So the more ears we can get this into, the better. Feel free to like, subscribe, review. And if you want to get in touch with me and dive a little deeper, let's connect on Instagram at Marie. You can always tag me or DM me about your experience listening, and I'd love to hear from you. Talk soon.